This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ. 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK 1140 a.m. and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH 1230 a.m. The Source on San Geek Radio 95.1 FM 1460 a.m. and Aliento Radio 101.7 FM and 1540 a.m. Call in at 832 832- 2-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then. All right, Houston, here we go. Another episode of A Tip from Gilbert, Talk, Inspiration, and Prayer. And we just heard my lead in, and this is a Catholic hymn. And of course, it's one of those hymns that we use right before we get the Eucharist. It's one of my favorites. We'll play it in its entirety at the end. I'm going to let it fade in, though, Mr. Producer, as I begin to introduce my guest. And, of course, this is called I Am the Bread of Life. Oh, did you cut me off there? Let it fade. No, no, let's put it back on if you don't mind. I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall not hunger. He who believes in me shall not thirst. No one can come to me unless the Father draw him. And I will raise him up, and I will raise him up, and I will raise him up on the last day. It's a beautiful song. And it was written by a Catholic teacher, apparently, in like 1927. But we have Councilman Michael Kubosh with us today. Councilman, welcome here. It's good to be here. I'm, I'm always uh, excited to, to, to talk to people on the radio and the listeners. Uh, and I'm, I'm hoping some will call in. And give us some good questions. Well, there you go. I, I, I hope they will because you know what? They always do. They do. It's amazing. It's a wonderful thing. But, you know, I got to tell you, I've known you a little bit. We've never gotten to be, like, really close friends, but I know you. And let me ask you something. You just got to be loving being Michael Kubosh on city council, right? I mean, come on. You 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 love being Michael Kubosh on city council, don't you? Yes. I, you know, I ran as an outsider. You're having a blast. Yeah, I ran as an outsider. I said, look, I'm an outsider. Put me on the inside, and I'll tell you what's really going on at city hall. And, and does it ever amaze you that, that what goes on at city hall? Is, I mean, are, do you ever say sometimes, like, I just can't believe it? Or is it now in a smooth pattern? <laughs> I'm still in my just-can't-believe-it mode. <laughs> it's uh, It's amazing. Some of the things that that will be said at council chambers, and uh, it it it's it sometimes uh, seems a little redundant. Seems like a repeat of the last council meeting. Oh my goodness! Well, I want to talk all about it. Before we do that, we already have a caller. Do we have a caller? Is there Miss Judy on the line? Yes, it is. Gilbert, this is Judy Foster Stafford. How you doing? Well, Judy, how are you? You have me today, I'm, Gilbert I'm, Garcia. Tip from Gilbert: Talk inspiration and prayer, and Councilman Michael Kubosh. Yes. Hi, Councilman. How you doing? This I'm, is Judy. I'm doing fine, Judy. It's good to hear your voice. Yes, yes. What you got for Gilbert, us there, Judy? Well, Gilbert, I wanted to just mention to your audience and you uh, let them know about the second annual Baker's Guild Awards. Oh, yes. Friday. Yes. And, uh, and you're going to be the guest speaker. Oh, I can't wait. And for those of you who don't recall, we've had Chef Willie on the show a couple of times. What a great gym he is and what a Houston treasure. And you know what? What a good chef. What a great chef. Tell us a little yes. bit about it again, if you don't mind. Where is it? What time? And if people yes. want to go, it's not too late. Tell them what to do. Yes, it's going to be held this Friday, the 3rd of, April, of February. And uh, it's going to be at the Big Brothers Big Sisters. 
uh, downtown Houston on Washington Avenue. And it's going to be an evening of awards given to bakers. That is so beautiful. You know, but, you know just to tell you a little bit, you mentioned how great uh, Chef Willie is. A lot of people really don't know all of the things that Chef Willie does in the community. You know, he feeds the, the big brothers, big sisters, kids for free. Is that right? He does wow. it three times a week. Holy cow. And and this week, in celebration of Black History Month, University of Houston is featuring him as the chef. No kidding. Uh, yes, he's going to be feeding over 300 students. Wow. So, I did so not, I'm so glad you told me that. I did not yes. know that, but I'm so glad you told me because, you know, you can't help but when you're around him. He's got yes. this big heart of gold. He's just a sweet, nice, wonderful guy. You just can't help he but to really like him. Is. Uh, he and, really and he's is. a really great chef. I love his food. I love that yes. uh, the little chicken skewer he's got with I don't know <laughs> what kind of sauce that is. Whatever that is, I, I, I'm like, want some right now, Judy. It's just so damn good. Can I say yes. damn on the radio councilman? I don't know. I, I take that back. Nobody heard that. <laughs> Producer, you're supposed to bleep that out. You're supposed to bleep that out. Uh, but going but back, you, Judy, no, no, that's but, super good. But you know, Gibbert, he he he's also considered a celebrity chef. He does uh, work for Elanda Roberts, the football player, the NFL player, DJ Boyce, and his daughter is the one who has the face on Blue Bear ice cream. No kidding! Wow. Yes, yes, and um, of course you. You know he cooks for you. He cooks for and me. One of, yes, and one of the new celebrities that he's been cooking for is 50 cents you know 50 come cents on yes. come on i want to yes, know i want to yes. know what 50 cent eats don't you want i mean i've been <laughs> i've been sitting here wondering counseling what does 50 cent eat uh on the weekend uh right, wow right. well no that is such a great thing judy you know big brothers big sisters they do so much work and i've got to really give do. uh it's not the same thing but it's in the same vein I know that the councilman and his wife do so much for foster children, yes. and I want to talk. I want to talk about it because you don't um, look. You're a good man. You don't wear that on your sleeve, but you know what? People need to know because it says a lot about you and your family, councilman, yes. and how you help people. So we're we're going to come to that right after Judy because I think you should. Uh, I think you should talk about it. But I, that big brother, big sisters. One of my partners is a big brother, and of course, I did, I went to the event and I was one of the guys that raised money, and we had Lance McCullough Jr., the great baseball player at my house what a gym he is and he raised money for big brothers big sisters so yeah, they're a great organization it really really is well one but, more time tell us when but, and what time and everything else okay there, yeah but can i tell you just a little bit of some of the awards that's going to yes. be given out that evening yes. okay he has two prestigious awards that's going to be given to uh chef kayla peterson and then um uh chef elizabeth hale but some of the awards is pastry chef of the year He's got several best cake supply store. Oh my God, that sounds good. Best home baker nominee, cake artist of the year, best local bakery, uh, caterer of the year, Woo. Uh, chef of the year, you know, uh, chef of the year, then the event planner of the year, and the blogger of the year, you know, for chef. Yep, yep. And the uh, specialty dessert of the year. Those are some of the awards that's going to be given out there. Wow. Give a round of applause, studio audience. But, you know what? Yeah, I, but, I, I, got, I got to talk to Chef because maybe we need to add like the flan of the year and the fondue yeah. of the year. <laughs> and we got to get the enchiladas of the year. But uh, but no, I, that's for another show there. That's but, for... but more than anything, Gibbard, I, you know, we and I know Chef Willie is so excited about hearing your speech that you're going to do that evening. You are such a great motivator. I mean, just your story alone 
if you just tell your story that evening, I'm not sure if you have a special message, but if you just tell your story of the evening, I think people will live there feeling like they can be like as successful as you. Well, that's so nice of you to say. At the no, end, but it's true. Well, it's really true. I appreciate it. At the end of the day, I, uh, it, the, the, the divine inspiration will enter me and uh, we'll look at the audience and that's how it all comes from. And of course, yes. I just want to say great things about Chef Willie because he is a Houston jewel. So Judy yes, Foster, thank you for calling into the okay, show. thank you. And I it's hope you call it again. you do. Thank you, madam. And mm -hmm. Houston, 832-570-8075. Feel free to talk to Councilman Kubosh. I know there's another caller there, but before I go to you, actually it looks like there's two now. Before we call those callers, I mean not call, before we let in those callers, I see them both. Uh, I just want to ask the Councilman, talk a little bit about foster children and, and just tell us quickly, Houston, what do you and your wife do? Well, for years, I, I managed uh, two ch child care facilities. I was a state licensed child care administrator, and I got into it because uh, I realized that, that these homes needed somebody to help uh, with the children. I had 47 foster children in two group homes. I had six in my own home along with I adopted a child. So I've got all the bases covered. You know, I'm adopted parent, foster parent, a biological parent. Yep. I'm even a godfather. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but in all seriousness, that is incredible, Councilman. Come yes, on. and, and, uh, and, and is it, dealing with is children. Is it hard? It's, it's got to be hard. Well, it's but it's a labor of love. It's, it's, it's heart-rending. It's very heart-rending when I still hear the voices of some of the little children. See, we're not able to track them once they leave our facility. You know, we don't, we don't have their information and follow them. But, but I can hear them cry out to me. Uh, whenever Child Protective Services came to get a little boy named Howard, he, he, uh, when he realized that he was going to be leaving, he looked up at me. He was about four years old, put his arms up, said, Daddy, Daddy, don't let him take me. And, and I still hear that. And uh, the, the pain of, of, of hearing those cries sometimes. Some of the children stayed there for many years because their parental rights weren't terminated. And, and, and that's the problem. It, but one of the things, Gilbert, I've always said is if, if, uh, if one in a hundred uh, men, women, families would, would take in a child, we wouldn't have a need for uh, a, a children's homes right, right. because they could live with a family. And there's no substitute for a family. And that's what I provided these kids. And, and I'm, I'm grateful uh, to God that I was able to do that. And, and it's been a very rewarding experience. Sometimes I hear Howard's voice. There's others that I hear. And, and I, I couldn't save them from whatever was going to happen because of the legal system. But I will tell you this, uh, we need more foster parents today. So if you would like to be a foster parent, I've, I've reached out to the Harris County uh, to, and they they would love to have people. Do you, do you know their number or anything like that? You I, I don't have their number. Okay, in front but, of me. but you have a councilman's site website yes is it on there or anything like that or no. okay bottom line is i'm going to put it on our website uh houston because let's get that for everybody but let me ask you though councilman did um like did you go to your wife what's your wife's first name uh, glinda did you say glinda oh i met your lovely wife too did you say glinda i have this idea <laughs> and did she say wait a minute or did glinda say you know what honey I have this idea. I mean, how did that happen to say, it, let's it, just start <laughs> helping young people? And all of a sudden, I got 47 here. I got this and that. And, and, and I know with each one of them, you're changing the life of each one of them, right? You yeah, really are. And, and it's, uh, it, was a, it was like a, it, 
it was like an epiphany. The moment it was for both of us, you know, it wasn't for one of us. We we both you have to both buy into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And and because the burden becomes not just me filling out all the paperwork because I I had a lot of duties filling out the paperwork on each one of those children every three months mm -hmm. to report them to Child Protective Services because you know when you're a state licensed home you have to to comply with all the minimum requirements they call them for for the homes and we did that and I I would say this it's it's very rewarding fundraising was a little difficult for me. Uh, you know, sometimes it's easier to pull the money out of my pocket myself yeah, yeah. than it is to ask somebody for it. Right. But people want to give if they know what the need is. And, but you have to make that need known. But back when I did it, of course, it's been over uh, 20 years ago, uh, we didn't have the social media opportunities that we have today. Mm -hmm. You know, Gilbert, I, I was 42 years old before I even owned a computer. So I wasn't born with a mouse in my hand. Right, right. You know, I, I, I had to... Well, I, the first computer I had was a 286. Oh, my I, goodness. <laughs> Back in the days when there were numbers, 286, what was it, 386, what, and there was like a Pentium 1. And then a 486, yeah, yeah. then a Pentium 1. Not that I know anything about computers, but holy cow, I understand. Yeah, and now now my cell phone does more yeah. than the than the, space, the, the, than the, the lunar lander had yeah, on it. Yeah, it's know? true. I mean, it's uh, it's incredible. But, but I, it, both husband and wife have to buy into it. You know, and that's, well, that's let's a, talk about these CPS workers, case workers, because uh, I didn't have her permission to talk about her, so I'm just going to use her first name. Uh, there's a, a lady that's good friends with my wife and, and me. Her name is Heather. And I mean, she's just like an angel from God, right? When she works with these families and these young people. And yet, she's just overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed. There's just so many cases, and they're heart wrenching, and, you know, and they're overworked. All, I could just hear it. Uh, they are. Is, and, is that is that what you see, and what's and, going on there? And, and there are. And and when people have complaints about child protective services, and I hear them over the years, they, it's it's like it's like anybody who is is overworked. You, you get sharp with sometimes your responses and your answers. Mm -hmm. You're not performing your best because you, your duties are too uh, too overwhelming to you. So I, I don't care if you're a waitress and you're over overloaded with people that you're trying to serve or, or if you're a caseworker. The same with probation workers. They're overworked. They have so many more people than they can keep up with. And we we really need help in those areas yeah. in our government. Amen to that. We have another caller, though, Councilman, if you okay. don't mind. Do we have a Sophia on the line? Hello. Sophia. Is this Sophia? Hi. Hi, yes, Sophia. You have me, Gilbert Garcia, talk inspiration prayer with Councilman Michael Kubosh. What do you got for me or him there, Sophie? If you don't mind me calling you Sophie, Sophie. Oh, no, please call me Sophie. Thank you. Uh, good morning, Gilbert, and good morning, Councilman. I'm so glad to be, um, you know, on the air with you this morning. I'm calling from South Houston, Texas. Yay. And I'm calling about uh, my current race. I'm running for mayor for the city of South Houston. Get out of here. You're running for mayor? Of, yes. uh, well, tell us about that. So first of all, so, for, for people like me that are, I mean, where exactly is Southeast Houston, if you don't mind? I don't say Southeast, <laughs> but where, where, where is it? And, and like, would you say, what's, well, how many, what's the population and things like that? Population of South Houston is 17,000 residents. Okay. And we are located right in the middle of uh, Houston and Pasadena, and okay. so 45 South and Exit 36, which is College Avenue. Yes, and we are about 5.5 miles in radius. I see. We're two precincts large. And well, 17,000 
I mean, my wife comes from a city of about 8,000. So that's double my wife's uh, population of where she grew <laughs> up. So let me ask you this. Um, had, do you come from a political family or did you just wake up one day and say, you know what? We can do better. I'm running for mayor. Yes, I woke up one day and I was like, <laughs> I want to bring. I'm so serious. I and believe my it. My family's not in politics. Uh, my family's uh, ministers. So my grandparents and my parents are missionaries. Uh, my parents are actually in Hawaii right now. They're flying back today. My sister was out. Uh, my sister's a pastor and so are my parents. Wow. And so I came from a family of service. So my parents taught me from a very young age, if you want to show people love, and show community and respect to those around you, it starts with your neighbors in your neighborhood. And so my mom has always taught me that if you wanna make a global impact, it starts in your home and it starts in your community. And so their idea of spreading love is the love of Christ. You know, they're, uh, they wanna save, they wanna heal, they wanna introduce people to the family of Christianity. And, and I love that for them. That's for me. I, keep going. I want to bring basic. I want to bring basic amenities because the way that Jesus worked is he never came to anybody with the message before he fed them. Jesus first entered the conversation or the room by meeting people's needs, Very by touching the hem of his garment, you know, but by allowing people to uh, be healed and be fed. He was then able to preach his message. Well, let me ask you this: and what's so, what's the big issue in the city? What what are the what's like? Uh, you know, is is it crime? Is it you know streets? I mean, you know, we we always hear issues here in Houston. What are the issues there? Yes, so um, safe streets is on the top of my political platform, and that encompasses multiple things. So safe streets um, does have to do with our police engagement and our police force. They're severely underfunded. And uh, we have a volunteer fire department and a volunteer EMS, wow. which is really low on resources. We have one truck, one EMS vehicle wow. for 17,000 residents. And so we're, we're lacking resources. And then also just the infrastructure of our city, not having sidewalks. So this, the safety of our uh, residents being able to walk to and from school, to and from grocery stores, and so we want safe streets. We also have an issue with our water. I'm seeking a clean water reservoir. And just, I'm telling you, basic, basic things. Understood. Access to voting. Well, tell us real quick. I'm going to give you one last word here, and then we're going to go back to the show, which is, what's your website if people want to learn more about what you're doing, and where's the election? When, when is it? Yes, the election is May the 6th. Ooh, got to hurry, got to hurry. May, yes, it is May the 6th. And people can uh, visit my website, sophiasigns.co. My last name is Signs, S-A-E-N-Z. And I have a team. I have a community organization. Our name is South Houston First, F-I-R-S-T. And you can visit us at southhoustonfirst.com. Visit me at sophiasigns.co. And we would love your support. Early voting starts in April. Election is May the 6th. My name is Sophia Signs. I'm running for mayor for Safe Streets clean water, and an administration that our community can trust. Sophie, thank you for calling in. And again, uh, community, that's what this show is for. It's your show. You want to talk about something going on. You want to talk about your church. You want to talk about the school. Do it right here because there's a lot of good in the world, Councilman. Yeah, and, and we just don't hear you. it. There's a lot of good in the world. My prayers are with you, Sophie. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, Sophie. Thank, thank you, you for joining us. I, I am on my way right now. I'm in my classroom. My next class is about to start. I teach high school. 
and uh, and we're ready for the day. Thank you so much for this time. I appreciate Thank you. you. Thank you so much. And she's a teacher. How do you yeah, like that? Now, you know, one of the things I was going to say, Councilman, is we cannot have this show without reflecting on the just terrible, terrible death, murder of Mr. Nichols there in Memphis. And I don't know if you've seen the video. It came out Friday yes, at yes. 6 p.m. I, I think most everybody has. I mean, uh, it's horrible. You it's know, horrible. Uh, we had something that, that could have turned that bad here years ago when Chad Holly was uh, greatly beaten uh, by, uh, I think it was six police officers. And the video was caught by an Uncle Buddy's uh, storage lot because the camera was right on it. No and, kidding. And and whenever uh, the uh, the manager seen it, she called me uh, when she saw the video because uh, it was her her she was over the video because it was her her she was running that uh, that storage lot and she called me and, and I told her that she needed to make a copy of it, give it to the DA, give it give it to the, the news media, and when this story broke. Um, it was pretty bad, yeah. and, and uh, I, I was on a radio show with uh, Chief Bradford. At the time, he was a council member, and we were talking about it, and he said, you know, well, you know most cops are, are really good people. There's very few bad cops, and uh, I'll never forget saying this to him at the end. I said, you know, though, Chief, I believe you on that, but that day all, all the bad ones showed up at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and how, how do <laughs> How, yeah. do you, how do you get all bad ones at the same time? I I, yeah. I don't get it, you know? How well, does that happen? I, I, I Believe me, can you imagine explaining that to that family? Uh, you know, he, he just had like a traffic situation, and bam. And I heard gone. he was a FedEx driver, so he didn't have a criminal yeah. background. It, it's, I, I, so I'm, I'm aloof at what, yeah. what, what spawned all of this. I, I don't have the answer. I know one thing. Um, you got to give Chief Fenner some credit about something because right now, I'm sure he's getting calls and this and that, and it's very easy for him to grandstand and those things. And I think it's it's very great of him just to sort of let this, the country heal somehow. And then let's look at this issue to make sure those sorts of, I don't know, the culture doesn't exist here in Houston. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I'm a, I, was, I was appalled uh, when I saw the Chad Holly yep. matter. I'm appalled to see this matter uh, with, with this young man. I... Um, I just, I just can't imagine certain things happening. And police officers, their duty is to protect and serve. Right. And and how did this get out of hand? I, I still just don't know. Well, you know, I'll tell you something funny about that, Councilman, if you don't mind. And I think I've told this story to Houston before. Uh, my wife and I just finished building our dream house. So we have a dream house. And it took about between permitting, and I'm not going to bust you on permitting here, but God, it took us a year to get the permits. Uh, but we built the house, took two years to build the house. And in the process, when the house is being made, I don't know the right word because I'm not a uh, construction person, but you know, you got the sort of the wood frame and all that. Well, of course, like the Latino family that we are, we went for Mother's Day somewhere and we all came to show the house to our family that we're building. So, Three cars park in front of our house, and like, you know, 25 Latinos came out of them. And we were upstairs, look at the house. And this lady, who I didn't know, and she was an Anglo woman, a senior, is in our front yard staring at us. And she's just staring at us. And so what am I supposed to do? So I just waved at her, and she ignored the wave. And I thought, God, that's weird. 
And as we were leaving, and there was still a hurricane fence around the perimeter, as soon as we were leaving, this big police officer comes in right at the moment we were leaving. And it was frankly very startling. And he said, what are y'all doing here? And I said, well, this is my house. And I thought about that, and he quickly then said, oh, we got some complaints that there was illegal activity going on here. And I said, well, it's just me and my family. But here's the thing. Imagine, that was like at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Imagine if it were evening. Yes. Imagine if it was dark. Imagine if we had been at a little party, a little revelry, and, and had, had, something to drink. had a little something to drink. I mean, you can see how things can go awry. Um, and so I guess the long and short of it is we all just need to love our fellow human beings and realize we're all the same before you're so quick to – they were just tasing him for so long after he had already been – uh, I don't know the right word, knocked out from the electricity, but they were just tasing him and tasing him. Just really brutal. Just brutal. I, I don't, I really can't, uh, I, I, I can't understand what would, what, what happens. I, I've read about what happens on police chases. You remember where, where they were trying to study why is it after they've chased somebody for 40 or 50 miles down all these streets, when they finally catch them, they just jump on them and beat them up. Well, I think that somehow or another their adrenaline gets high, mm -hmm. and, and they take it personal. But but they shouldn't take it personal. This is about us, the citizens, not them, the officer. Yeah. They're there to protect us, but I think they need to back up and realize that it's just not that serious. Yeah. Some of these things just aren't that serious. And they should just let the whole thing de-escalate. You know, yeah. let him sit in the car for a little while, <laughs> just de-escalate, and then bring him out. And then there's no... Well, they already knew who he was. They, yeah. they had his... They had, they his, had all his info, right? Yeah, I mean, just yeah. Go, go to his house later. That, well, I mean, that, that's right. Hang that thought. I mean, I hang, hold on to that thought. Let's go. What do we got next? Mr. Tyrone. Is Tyrone on the line? Yes, sir. Mr. Tyrone, right. you have me, Gilbert Garcia, with Councilman Michael Kubash. What you got for us? Hey, Gilbert, thank you for, uh, for having the show. Uh, Councilman Kubosh, as you know, uh, you as you know that you are our only one Kenobi, right? Ah! I'm about you, being, being, being the red eye guy and all that. But uh, look at hey, Councilman Kubosh. He's he's Obi Wan, and you know what? I'm young Luke. Luke, <laughs> I'm young Luke. Follow the force. No, I'm young Luke. Kenobi. He is Obi Wan. Go ahead there, Tyrone. What do you got for him or me? Uh, Mr. Kubosh, uh, Councilman Kubosh. You know, you are only hope by now you you've heard of Northwood Manor, right? Yes. So uh, I have. Northwood Manor, they need help, and so uh, they said they said they came down to the city council council, but uh, I, but but I know we have to be careful what we ask for, but they really need help. They got they got they got a bunch of field men that, that don't pay taxes, uh, don't provide services, and they just put in. They got a lot of uh, uh, council Kubash. They got a lot of old guys like myself, seventy plus, and and, and, and you know we, they won't let us talk about them no more. So help us, Councilman Kubash. Yeah, I, I spoke to your um, to your uh, uh, your president of that association, and I asked him to send me some dates when you have your meetings, and I would like to come. The February date, I have a conflict; I can't come. But I believe March. I told him I could I could come out there and meet with you guys. Does that work for well, you there, Tyrone? You. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate. It. Thank you, sir. If you don't cover it, man, uh, it'd be. Are we waiting for to turn the water into wine? Uh, we good to go. Thank, thank you, you Tyrone. 
Let's do that. Thank you, my friend. Uh, we have another caller already, Councilman. Is there a Connie on the line? Is there a Connie on the line? Connie, you got Gilbert Garcia. Tip one. A tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration prayer. What do you got for Councilman Michael Kubosh? Hi. Um, hi, uh, Michael Kubosh. I was actually calling in to remind everybody um, it, that Steps for Students uh, is still, there's still time to register online. Um, you can either register or donate. Um, I'll be running the 5K myself, but um, there you can also walk with your family in the fun run, or you can just walk untimed. It doesn't matter. Um, Gilbert, I hear that you're also going to be the pre- presenting sponsor for it. I am, but I hope that doesn't mean I have to run it. Does that <laughs> – Connie, wait, wait. They, they didn't say, do I, have, do I have to run it, though? Holy cow. But but I think I – I think I can drive 5K. Oh, uh, yeah, I can I can, I can drive 5K. I, I got a bike. Can you buy? I don't even know if I can bike 5K. It depends if I can stop or not. Uh, but, Connie, yes, I am. My wife and I are going to – we've been doing steps for students for many, many years. Um, you know, I, I believe in the public school system. We've got to support it. But for four, three of our four children, we elected Catholic school. We wanted a faith-based education. We're Catholic. And so, of course, the whole um, – 5K, the whole Steps for Students, is about raising money for Catholic schools. Uh, and it's, like, massive now, Councilman. I don't know if you know. It's, like, 10,000 runners. Wow. Yeah, it's massive. And it's an official timed deal. So if Where does it start? Uh, it's going to start, um, well, it's right around the cathedral in downtown, right? But when is, what day is that again, Connie? I know it's on my calendar. It's going to be Saturday, February 11th. And it's, like, at and 8 a.m.? It's supposed to start at 8.30. Yeah, it's early. Yeah, at 8 is a presentation and then 8 30 this the race is going to start but if you really want to you know get out there early there's a 7 a.m sunrise mass so um if anybody wants to join uh, i think that's going to be amazing well you know if you look it is so fun and i've done it many times and i've walked mm-hmm. with my daughter when she was little and I've dressed up with both the cult, which is like the horse outfit to, for the school as the mascot. I've done all those things over the years, and it's a lot of fun. But, you know, it's a serious thing. In other words, if you're a serious runner and you want to, like, have um, timed running items, it is a sanctioned 5K. So it's a real official time thing that goes onto your record. So it's pretty cool. So, are you, so Connie, are you going to be there? Yes, I'm going to be there, and I plan on running the timed event. So I'm excited. And what's your time, Connie? Uh, my, the I don't well honestly. Councilman, did you catch that? Well, Councilman looked. Councilman looked at me, and I looked at him, and we, and we just both heard. Benny and the Jets. I honestly no, what, don't know what my time is going to be. I know what it's going to be. Fast. Faster than Fa- me. Faster than me. I mean, what, what are we laughing at? Faster than me. Yeah, it's going to be fast. Um, well, Connie, I'm going to give you the last word. What else you got for us? What else do you want to say? By the way, do you have kids in Catholic school? I do not have kids in Catholic school, but my kids will be there um, to support and help out at, um, you know, whatever needs to be helped out is at the booth. So uh, we're going to be there as a family, and I can't wait to, to go out there and represent. Wonderful. Well, Connie, thank you for calling in. You're called in to a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. Please call in again. Thank you. I will. You All right. And for our listeners, again, we are on, and Councilman, as a reminder to you, KWWJ, which is Keep Walking with Jesus, 
1360 AM, 96.9 FM, the original KYOK, 1140 AM, KCOH, The Source, 1230 AM, Aliento Radio, 1540 AM, 101.7 FM, and Sangeet Radio, 95.1 FM, 1460 AM. That pretty much means you can find us anywhere on a radio dial, and we're all over all the social media platforms. Call in 832-570-8075. I got to do one more thing here, though, Councilman, because, uh, you know, if I were David Letterman, maybe I'd do it better, and I'd have, like, the top ten things. But there's an article here, and I know, producer, you probably can't zoom in on it here, but if you could, it says here, George Santos' 11 most absurd lies and cons. And then it put in parentheses that we know about so far. This is the guy, the congressman from uh, Long Island. Yes. Uh, and, I mean, it's, it's sort of like, I mean, who's, who's paying attention? I mean, you could never get away with that here. He said his grandparents fled the Holocaust. So that was one of his first things, that his, his grandparents fled the Holocaust. And then they looked into it, apparently— there's no sign of any, because he said he was Jewish and all these sorts of things. He's proud of his grandparents' stories. Fleeing Hitler, he talked all about it when he was running for Congress. There's no sign, here's a quote, there's no sign of Jewish or Ukrainian heritage and no indication of name changes along the way. Uh, there's no genealogy records indicate that his grandparents were born in Brazil, on and on and on. Another one he said is his mother died as a result of September 11th. Well, they claimed on his website that she was in her office in the South Tower that she passed away a few years later when she lost her battle to cancer. Uh, so he talks all about that. But then they looked into it, uh, and they discovered that um, she was some sort of importer, and she had nothing to do with that. <laughs> she was not even there. Uh, and wow. That she was, apparently she was in Brazil on the day of the, account, of the wow. attacks. Wow. And here's another great one. I saw this one because I saw it on the news. They were interviewing some of these volleyball players from Baruch College. He said that he was a graduate from Baruch College with degrees in economic and finance, and apparently he never attended that college. But he said that he was a star of the Baruch volleyball team. Wow. But he never played volleyball. <laughs> so, I mean. A, a star in his own mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it can, can you believe? I guess it just goes to show you, you know, I, I don't know what it goes to show you. It could show you that people believe anything. It could show you that anyone could b- believe anything themselves. But at the end of the day, he's a member of the United States Congress. And uh, I hope he votes well, right, for people. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. You got I, I, I don't understand how, how they could live those lives. Right? I mean, I mean, and how do people look at him in the Congress and say, you're, I mean, you're crazy. I mean, you know. You, you see, back, back 20 to 30 years ago, you'd have never been able to verify any of this. Well, that's right. You know, you, you wouldn't have the access electronically to look at things. That's right. So so perhaps he'd been telling this story a long time, and, and, it, and it morphed into what he really believed. You yep. know, you tell a lie so many times, you, you start believing the lie yourself. Yeah, that's right. I think you could even pass a lie detector test if you keep telling the same lie for 30 yeah, years. because you believe it. Because you believe it, and it was your story. Yeah, that's very interesting for you to say that. I'm going to go into an issue, and this is not a, a cheap shot, okay? Okay. I mean it. Can I say it? Sure. Okay. Tell me. Tell, I, I just don't tell me about the whole red light camera thing. What? What? I, well, I just what, don't. What, I just, what, why? The, why did we get behind the red light camera thing back yeah. in the in the early nineties? Now you don't mind talking about it? Do you? No, because I, I don't know enough about it. Well, other in than, the mid nineties, we realized that the red light cameras were up in uh, San Diego, 
and we did uh, we went to San Diego and we did we met with some of the opponents of the red light camera system and we realized that what they were doing was shortening the, the caution light so that people would get a they ticket. were trapping you kind of yes and so they're not about safety they were about revenue gathering and so as a result of that we said man if they ever come to Texas you know we called them uh, robocops that they were going to basically do away with our our industry because there's civil cases not criminal right now if you get a traffic ticket it's a criminal matter oh is that right and, yes and and then because it's a criminal matter you can hire a lawyer and because it's a lawyer they have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that you did it and you have a jury of six people so you only need one person to keep you from being convicted of a traffic ticket right so so what happened was was that they came to Texas when they came to Texas, I, I, I went to council and I told Mayor, uh, Mayor White that if, uh, you know, he was interested in putting them up, I knew he was, that if he does, that, that I'm going to challenge it and, and that they're just revenue gathering. I don't know how well you know Bill White, but he was not confrontational at all. So if you went to council and, and you acted up, he, 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 he was a very calm, professional attorney. He he didn't let nothing rile him up. That's great. And and so, and that a great that's a great thing. <laughs> now now this one might be a teeing you up, but compared to this mayor, I guess we'll have to talk about that later. Keep he, going. He would just look at you and let it go. Yeah. Well well what happened was they came to Texas, uh, and so they weren't in Houston yet. So I I began to make a lot of rattle about it, and so I said I'm going to do a tour of Texas, and I'm going to drive around to where the cameras are and get a red light camera ticket from each one of them, safely run the light, and then challenge those tickets in court. Well, nobody would give me one. I have a very unusual <laughs> name. The last name is Kubosh, And because it's Kubosh, you can tag. They had ATS had tagged those things, which is the automated tra traffic system uh, people, and they they weren't going to give me a ticket. They said, if we see that name Kubosh, we that, know exactly they, they who it is. They flagged it. Leave, yeah. leave, it, leave him alone. Yeah, so I went to Plano and other places. So went, so they wouldn't give me a ticket. So finally they came to Houston. And when they came to Houston, I went and told the mayor, look, you know, I, I, you, you, I've asked you not to bring him here. So and remember, he's non-confrontational. Yeah, he, yeah. You know, he, he's not going to respond to me at all. Right. It's like I'm like I spoke to a deaf person. Yeah, I understand. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the way he handled business. Right. I think it's very shrewd, personally. So I I uh, I, I said, look, I'm going to run the light. So then I scheduled to run the light at Milam and Elgin. And so I made a big a press conference about it. I showed up at Milam and Elgin, Elgin with about 25 of my family members. And then all of a sudden the media were there. I mean, there was there was all the TV stations were there. I was live on KTRH radio, 740. They mic'd me up. Wow. And and uh, as I was waiting to, to run the light at 7 a.m. <laughs> in the morning on a Sunday morning. Yeah. There's no traffic downtown. Right. And we were going we had uh, poles with big flags on them so that I wouldn't they, they would raise them up after the light turned red so I could run it and get a ticket. Yep. Well, uh, Officer Nichols drove up along with another squad car. And uh, Officer Nichols got out, and he said to me, uh, Mr. Kubosh, are, are you going to run this light? I said, yes. I, 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 and I remember I mic'd up live. Yeah. This is just like waiting for Evil Knievel to go over that <laughs> Snake River Canyon. Remember when he was going over the canyon? And they're like, and the whole world is waiting for Evil Knievel. So you're, you're like the Evil Knievel yeah, so, of Houston. So when he came up, he said, are you going to run this light? Yep. I, I said, yes, sir. He said, you know I'm going to write you a ticket. I said, Okay. 
He said, so that would void any tickets you got by the camera, uh -huh. and the mayor's turned the cameras off. I said, okay. And, uh, you know, and, and it put me in a momentary quandary. So are you still going to run the, t the, the light? I said, yes, sir. He said, let me see your driver's license. So I handed him my driver's license. So now I'm driving without a driver's license because he's got it. So when I got out there, you know, I'm live on KTRH. I'm talking to them. They heard all this. Yep. I'm live, yep. man. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> so, this is great. So I run the light, and he says, pull right over. So I pulled right over. They hit the lights. He said, by the way, you don't need those poles. We're going to block the intersection for you like it's a parade. <laughs> so, <laughs> Man, it's, it's like you need popcorn for this. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, really. I'm sorry, I mean, I'm reliving if, it. If, if I had known this was going on, I would have gotten my whole family, all those 25 Latinos I talked about. We would have all had our our chairs there to watch this. But listen, the 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 feeling I felt uh, to to go ahead and run the light after all this had happened, uh, I have to say this: it was courage. And, you know, I ran the light in civil disobedience, and I had to keep my word because I've already. So I, so I ran the light. So I'm live on KTRH radio. The officer comes up. They can hear everything going on, you know. And the officer says, uh, uh, he says to me, he says, uh, Mr. Kubash, um, I need you to sign the ticket. And Michael, don't you say anything to me make me laugh. <laughs> and that's all on radio. You know? I, I, I thought you were going to, like, remember that movie Braveheart? I, mean, I knew I him, you know. I thought so. you were going to raise your fist. Freedom! <laughs> Freedom! So what I said was... Uh, as soon as he left, the, the media was all in the window, yep, yep. you know. And they said, uh, well, what did you think about that? He wrote you a ticket. And, and my picture is on the front page of the Houston Chronicle. The, fr the top part oh my, of the front oh page. Oh, the upper, the upper fold. Yeah, the yeah, upper, upper fold. fold. That's what they say and, in newspaper and, world. And, and it says, uh, and I, I, they quoted me. I said, well, he should have wrote me a ticket. I ran a red light, and we need more police officers we don't need those cameras. And when I said it, it just, it resonated. Yeah. Well, the next thing you know, I'm on Fox and Friends. Wow. I'm on CNN. I'm on the news media. I mean, and uh, I didn't realize what, what was about to take place. So so I, I took the ticket to, to court uh, and, and I challenged it and I won. The ticket was ruled uh, unconstitutional because for you to prove uh, that a video is is a uh, a true and actual depiction of the events that took place at the time and place in question and that's legal jargon then somebody has to be there to testify in person or by affidavit that was a true and actual depiction of the events that took place at the time and place in question well they couldn't do they that they can't do that no, no never no could never but the the judge the federal judge says well Tell you what, if, if y'all provide an affidavit in the future on the others, you know, be sufficient. So now, so that made them have to provide an affidavit. Mm -hmm. Well, people thought I lost, and I felt like I lost because the cameras were still up. Yeah, yeah. So, so then uh, I said, well, what are we going to do? So we met with my legal team and my brothers. We met over at the. Saltgrass Steakhouse on Shepherd at I-10. I'll never forget this yep, meeting. Yeah, I know it well. And we sat at a table, and we talked about it. And uh, we, we discussed it, and we said, well, we have to draft language and create a charter amendment, and we're going to have to collect petitions. We collected over 50,000 petitions. And let me tell you, it's very laborious, uh, but we had six months to do it. But remember, 
they had already issued 870,000 tickets. So there's 870,000 oh people that are pretty upset with this system. And it really wasn't hard to get anybody yeah. to sign this petition. Wow. So we, we got the petitions. And remember, if somebody signs a petition, they're probably going to vote. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, they care. So then we got the petitions verified by the city secretary. She stopped counting at 22,000. And then uh, Mayor Parker put it on the ballot. And as, I'm, as I go into council to, to, to talk to them about it, uh, the city attorney says, Mayor, it's a ministerial act. Uh, the city secretary has... Has has done this, so Mayor Parker, you're going to have to put it on the on the next election. So uh, as as she thought that her mic was turned off, as as, <laughs> as I was walking out, it was, she said, "I'm going to kick his AWS." <laughs> come on, I love Mayor Parker. I mean, come on, I do too. I love that. She was a great mayor. She, she's I a think, great mayor. Yes, yeah, she really was. But in that day, I, I mean, it just, that was funny. Come on, it, yeah, it just it just threw me into the yeah. to the arena. That's how come people re remember me. Yeah, but you know, just I, like I, this person just called, called yeah. me Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. He, he remembers it was thirteen years ago. Golly, isn't that amazing? But you know, you also have that um, you can't forget you type of you. You know what I mean? You really are a memorable character. I mean, it's kind of like what's that word? There's I don't know if there's a word for like. If I were to say there's a lineup and Michael Kubosh, you look like Michael Kubosh. <laughs> you know what I mean? You got this big gregariousness about you. You got a big voice. You got a big laugh. I mean, you, you're just a very memorable. I'm a happy person. person you are. Way. You definitely are. I mean, even if I'm yeah. even if I oppose you, I'll do it in a happy way. That's exactly right. And, you know, and I'll be happy when you slap me. Uh, but you know what's interesting too is. Uh, Okay, can I, can I say one more thing? You don't mind? Go ahead. Has anybody ever told you that you look like Kenny Rogers? Tell me the truth. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean I, give, I, give me, I, give me a, you got to know when to hold them. them. Yeah. Come on, ready? Know no when, when to fold them. them. There you go. Hey. Has anybody ever told you that? Yes. I, I you, was, you, you, I'll tell you, you when I really got a kick out of it, when I was a little bit younger, I, I, my beard wasn't as white as it is now. I was on the, the river riverboat in San Antonio, and I was on the boat, and uh, people were looking at me quite a bit. And another boat passed, and they hollered, Kenny Rogers! <laughs> and I stood up, and I waved. <laughs> you, 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 can get a lot of, you can get a lot of free drinks that way, right? Kenny, and Kenny. Everybody in the boat nearly swamped me. I thought the boat slipped up. That is so good. It was funny. Come on, you got to love it. I did. Hold that. Hold that thought. Because I, I, we're, we're going fast. I, I want to make sure I give you plenty of time on the controller. I know I want to be very respectful to you. I know that. Can I say this? You are now an official candidate for city controller. Yes. Okay. I want to make sure I give you plenty of time on this. So I'm going to go very quickly on these next two speakers to give you plenty of time. The next speaker was who? The next caller? Ivan. Ivan. Ivan is, that, is that you, Ivan? My friend. Brother, I'll see you at the top. What is going on? <laughs> you got me Good and morning, Mr. Kubosh. Good morning, Gilbert. How morning. are you, pal? I didn't mean to keep you waiting so long. What do you got no, for us? And what do you good, want to say? To, what do you want to say to Houston? And what's going on on your campaign trail, my friend? Well, everything is it's, it's high morale. The campaign we're raising a lot of money, more than expected. But I didn't really call for the campaign. Uh, I just wanted to tell you that uh, the Houston Millennials, the organization that you sponsor, uh, we're hosting the third annual. Roses for Janitors on Valentine's Day. Oh, how wonderful. So the organization purchased 3,000 roses. Wow. We're getting third graders to write special thank you messages to um, uh, special messages, thank you notes. We're attaching them on Sunday, the 12th of February. And on the 14th, on actual 
uh, Valentine's Day, we're going to distribute the roses to 3,000 janitors. Oh, wow, that is so great. God. You know what? Um, I, I want to get more information so I can say more about it at the next show ahead of that. And maybe we can help get some more attention for it because I think that's a wonderful thing. It, it is. It's, uh, I, when I was student, uh, student body president at UHD, it was Valentine's Day, and I just said, man, wouldn't it be nice? These ladies, like, they literally clean after us. Yes, they so do. So I just bought 12 dozen, uh, I mean, uh, two dozen roses, and I went to the custodial department of the University of Houston downtown, and I, when I walked in there, these ladies were so in just disbelief. Yes. They started just crying so much so. So throughout this past 10 years, I've been dreaming about this event. Like, yes. how do I do this? It's not just a handful of flowers. And so we started with 1,000 and then 2,000 roses. And now this year, the third annual is 3,000 roses. Um, I want to thank you, Gilbert, for sponsoring because you make all of these things happen at Houston Millennials. But uh, Council Member Kubash, you're invited to come. We're going to have a little press conference today on Valentine's Day. Uh, we're just literally just saying brightening up Houston. Yes. And so we have plans to go to high schools, hospitals, all over the all over the place. The point just go uh, 10 seconds more. The the point is for the community members to when they're on their lunch break, they come, they register how many roses they need through Eventbrite or HoustonMillennials.com. Uh we'll have food and everything for them. They just pick up the flowers and go back to work. But we also have a game plan right after the little press conference or little program or whatnot to go to all these other places together, too. Wonderful. Ivan, listen, you are a gem. The Millennials, I always say, uh, Councilman, that I'm the oldest member of the Millennials. Yeah. Because I'm a millennial, but I'm, but I'm an old millennial. But I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm just about a millennial. Yeah, you're, you're a millennial. We're both millennials. We're both millennials. We are. Uh, I, I know you didn't want to do this, but go ahead. I mean, t where's your website? Just so people know where to reach you for the campaign stuff. Uh, thank you, Gilbert. Um, yes, it's voteivansanchez.com. It's pretty simple. Um, just voteivansanchez.com. You can see my platform. I do want to thank uh, also the council member. Uh, I do remember that about 13 years ago when I was still in college. Uh, and it's really cool to, to uh, hear those details as well, like what actually happened. Um, but yes, uh, Gilbert, you can go to uh, voteivansanchez.com to find more about me. All right. Wonderful. Ivan, thank you for calling. A tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. I'm going to breeze through these next ones. What, who do we have next? Uh, Jason, is there a Jason on the line? You got me, Gilbert Garcia, tip from Gilbert, and Councilman Michael Kubash, better known as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Grass, with that great lead in, I lost him already. Uh, do we have one more caller? Because I want to make sure the Councilman gets to talk about the controller's race. I know we got 10 minutes, I see. How about the next speaker? Who's the next one? We had another caller, I thought? Yes. Is there another caller there? Who is this? Yes, this is Jason. How are you doing? Oh, Jason, what you got for us, Jason? You got me, Gilbert. Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer with Mr. Councilman Michael Kubash. Yes, yes. I just wanted to... Uh, You're you know, breaking up a little bit, pal, but keep going. Yes, I just wanted to uh, thank uh, you know, Councilman Kubash, especially for those red light cameras getting those removed from the city. But I was looking up some information, and one of the things I did see was he also had a petition called Free to Give. Um, of, you know, the city tried to make it a law against feeding and uh, promoting food to the homeless. Yes, I, I did. If you could talk a little bit about that. And if he's 
Thank you, Jason. I couldn't quite. Thank you, Jason. I couldn't quite hear that. But he was talking about the free to give. Okay, okay. I have supported the efforts to to decriminalize the feeding of the hungry downtown. You know, back during uh, Mayor Parker's administration, there was a, an ordinance that came forth that if you feed more than five people at one time, uh, you have to get a permit and you have to get permission and all these other things. And and uh, it, it just, nobody's ever been cited or arrested for feeding the needy. But it just didn't seem, didn't set right with me yeah. that we could we could actually, because every religion in the world, I don't care what it is, is a is for helping the needy. Right. And and so when you criminalize the the actual giving uh, and the giver uh, who's giving to the needy, it just doesn't seem right. How can we ask God to bless Houston whenever we're criminalizing the very uh, act of giving? That Jesus fed five thousand. Right. Right. And he didn't get a permit. It seems so calloused. I mean, I, I mean, and it just seemed wrong. Uh, I tried to get Mayor uh, <clears throat> Parker to reverse it. Uh, she never would. I tried to get Mayor Turner to reverse it, but it's never it's never been acted on. It's never been nobody's ever gotten a ticket. But the fact that it's on the books just seems like a blemish yeah. to me. And if you're not going to enforce these ordinances, why, why, why have, why have them? them? Why have yeah, them? Yeah. Real quick, is there a Jesse on the line? I'm trying to get through all these. If there's not, let's move on. Is there? What was the last word? Was it Rudy? Ruby? Rudy? I can't hear you. Jesse, are you there, Jess? Yes, sir, Gilbert. First of all, I want to uh, thank you for, uh, you know how to pick them because uh, Raquel Barjona, who was on your guest last week, was on Channel 2 News uh, working out there in Pasadena Deer Park, uh, picking up all the trash from the uh, tornado. So Come on. You know how to pick she got them. Miss yes, Universe. Sir. Yes. Uh, oh no, no, no! I'm so sorry. Wait a minute. I, I apologize. You mean um, the um, the wonderful, wonderful uh, construction uh, contractor? She is female one of the leading female-owned, well, period, developers in Texas. She's young. She's lovely. Uh, no, though. Thank you for that. No, she's unbelievable, and she's an in incredible the- success story. But you tell me, what do you got though? No, I was going to ask Kubosh, what about the firefighter situation? That's been going on and on and on. i got two brother-in-laws that are firefighters and a lot of friends. And, and what's going to happen with them, yeah. with our firefighters and, coming up? Thank How you. Can, thank, you totally you, thank you, Jeff. And when you talk about going on and on and on, you know what I hear? Wasted taxpayer money. Wasted taxpayer money. Wasted taxpayer well, money. Well, you know, we've there, there's been lawsuits. Because we're on both sides of that lawsuit. Yeah, the lawsuit's up, up in uh, at the Supreme Court. They're going to rule probably in, in April or May of this year. Is what I understand. Also, uh, many citizens weren't paying attention back uh, a, f- a few years ago. Whenever I discovered that there was lawsuits filed against the firefighters who had died at the Southwest End fire, uh, who were alive and also by the city, and also uh, on the estates of those who died for for the medical care that we provided for them, and uh, I was stunned when I seen it. Uh, I brought it up at council, and the mayor said we didn't do that. And and uh, so I had to do research into it, and I learned that uh, it was true. I called Marty Langton with the union, and he, he didn't know about it. He found out. So he called a meeting of all the uh, all of those who had been sued by the city, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Yarbrough, who's still alive, Iron Bill, his family. The, he he lived the longest uh, before he died, and, and he— uh, his bill was over $2 million. Come on. There was a judgment against uh, Mr. Yarbrough for $3 million. He's alive. And, and all of the other estates had a 
judgment of over fifty thousand dollars, and and uh, I, I just couldn't believe it. And and when I had the documents, it it, it just startled me. And then I learned that that it, it was because of the uh, state law that if you if you get money from workman's compensation, right, and and then then you're supposed to reimburse that to the to whoever paid you. So the city was going after that money. To me, it just seemed egregious. And I wonder how many other people who've worked for the city and who died in the service of the city and, and, and may have received workman's compensation and got some kind of a settlement that we're going after them oh, as well. Gosh. So well, anyway, the mayor eventually did away with all of those judgments. He right. did it. It was quiet. It, I, it didn't make a big fanfare. But but I was the one behind it. Amen. Concerning concerning the firefighters, uh, the mayor told me. I'm gonna uh, give ten seconds. I want to go to the controller, but keep going. Yeah, ten the, seconds. The mayor told me in the back office, along with other council members, when he met with us before, right after he was elected, he was wanting to change the pension plan, and he said, "If the firefighters fight me in Austin, I'm going to give them the worst deal possible," and that's what he said. And and uh, it ran on the news. The mayor denied it, and then other council members like. Councilman Dr. Steve Lee, who was back there when he heard it, said, hey, that's what he said. Mm -hmm. So it just died. The mayor quit fighting it once he had another council member say he did it. But, you know, I think we all need to we need to stop all these lawsuits inside right. the city. And you know what else? The voters voted. Come on. Whether you believe they, they, they get too much or too little or whatever the pension, no matter what the, po the point is, the voters spoke. And that is what should rule. Controller, tell me about the what, First of all, what does the controller do for all our citizens out there? We only got about four or five minutes. What does the controller do? The controller is a financial watchdog. Uh, it, it, in in the, it, they do all the controller's office does audits of de, all the departments, and and gives us a financial forecast, uh, creates reports and, and recommendations if they see things that are going wrong in departments. Uh, have, the, have they been auditing these departments? Because well, you've gotten it, like the FBI come in here and here, and I'm not trying to get into anything. Well, but, they, uh, I mean, the, last, they, the last department that was audited that we got a report on was public works and, and permitting. You know that we had a situation where one of the mayor's uh, chief people was, was, uh, has pled guilty right. to, to bribery. And, and um, I think that the way that Chris Brown's office worded that report it, it says that it, it leaves open some indiscretions and other things. So the, the controller's office is a financial watchdog. And, you know, uh, Gilbert, a watchdog doesn't just bark. Right. It bites. It bites. And, and I've you been should bark bite. I've been barking and biting a long time. Yeah. I, I'm not a lap dog. Right. I, I'll right. be a financial watchdog. And, and, uh, and when I see something, I'll say something. Another thing the charter says it says in Section 8, uh, Article 8, Section 3, it says that the controller is to be prepared weekly at, at each council meeting to answer questions by the council members. The controller's never there. He's never even there? No. He's only there to give a 15-minute report once, once a month, which is the last, uh, the last council meeting before the end of the month, which, which, uh, which I'm just telling you, it, it's just a situation where the controller needs to have a seat at the table. What is more important going on than us voting every week on hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in, in city business, and he's not there? And, and the charter says you're supposed to be there. Yeah, and you should have, as a council member, an independent voice to turn to to say, is that right? Yeah. I and mean, you should have someone there. Right, because the, 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 uh, the, 
he is a independent elected. He's full-time. He's the only other full-time elected official other than the mayor. The mayor's full-time. He's full-time. All the council members are part-time. And I believe that the controller should be at every council meeting. And I plan to, after getting elected, I'm going to have a seat at that table. You can take the little girl that rings the bell yep. and put her in the audience. There you go. And you're going to do that? You're going to be there? I will sit at the table. And if for some reason I can't be there, I'll have my deputy controller there. And if they don't like it, whoever the mayor is, they can lock, they can arrest me every <laughs> every Wednesday morning at nine o'clock. You, you, you've, you've already had that whole fanfare with the, the 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 things coming down and the whole red light and everybody. I'm ready. Did you get a red light? Let me. I, I really want to give us your website. What's going on? You have a fundraiser or what? Well, it's uh, uh, I'm having a fundraiser tomorrow night. There you go. Uh, it's going to be at Lagriglia at uh, five thirty to seven. Uh, my my website is kubosh k u b o s h four f o r controller uh, dot com, and uh, I will uh, I appreciate any support. You can you can donate online by credit card. Uh, you can s sign up to to work in my campaign. I I just want to have an office. When I ran the first time, I want an office that 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 responds to the people. I, when I ran the first time, Gilbert, I said, I'm an outsider. Put me on the inside, and I'll tell you what's really going on at City Hall. I've kept my word. It's not in my DNA to go alone to get along. Yep. I, I'm not somebody that's going to be a lapdog. I'll be a watchdog, and I'll do everything I can for the protection of the citizens' finances. There's other things that I'll have to have, which is – I believe that the that I will need a general counsel because I believe I'll start getting sued. <laughs> it's, it goes with territory. Yeah, I've got 55 yeah. employees, yeah. so I'll have to make sure I've got one of them to be a general uh, counsel and another one to be a CPA, somebody that can help me to navigate, like yourself, yeah. to manage these all of these uh, bond sales we're going to have. I think we're – go ahead, let's, let's key up the music. we got about one more minute on radio. We're not going to be able to take any more calls. We will be on social media after that for a few minutes. Uh, Councilman Michael Kubosh, running for controller, really good human being, though, away from all that when you think about all the incredible things that he and his lovely wife do to help young kids who are the most vulnerable in society. Uh, Councilman Kubosh, as we hear this beautiful song, the last word is yours. I think it's important that the, we understand that the first duty of government is for the protection of its citizens. Uh, and, and that means even at a traffic stop, uh, whether or not, and that means that you shouldn't have to be taxed out of your house, shouldn't have to have outrageous water bills. I think we need to make sure that the citizens are protected. Amen. I think, we, let me know, producer, when we're off radio. We are off radio. We're now on social media. We're going to have another three or four minutes, and I'm just going to maybe ask the councilman to repeat a few things just for his own uh, to get the word out. But, councilman, you have been a real joy and a pleasure to have on the show. You know, there's that old show. Thank you, studio audience. <laughs> remember that old show, Carol Burnett? Yes. Okay, remember Carol Burnett? At the end, they would sing that song, I'm so glad we had this time together, just to have a laugh and sing a song. And just before you know it, comes a time to say so long. Can you believe we've been on an hour? It's hard to believe. It's hard I, to believe, I, right? It, it, and you thought for sure, like, golly, what are we going to talk for an hour about? Well, I, I've been on radio a few times, and I know that the, the clock seems to speed up when Doesn't it? on the radio. Doesn't it? I think the earth turns faster. Doesn't it? Well, you know what? Part of it is you, because you're very open. You're, uh, what's the right word? You're an open book. You can People can ask you whatever they want, and you're going to an answer. And 
I think that's part of it. So I really appreciate you and you doing that and being that way as a guest on the show. And so, again, as a reminder for everyone on social media, we always start at 11 sharp, we end at 12. I always like to have a, a theme of some sort because it is called a tip from Gilbert, talk, inspiration, and prayer. And so we want to make sure we get a little bit of that in there because more than ever, and these days, and these days of children looking at schools and seeing kids killed all the time and seeing you know, all these census killings and people getting beat up and all this war in Ukraine, more than ever, people are questioning their faith. And more than ever, we have to hug these young kids and to get them through it. You know, they just had a time with COVID. They couldn't see their friends for two years. Imagine what goes on in their minds and as that shapes them in their lives. So everyone in Houston, I appreciate all of you who listen to the show. As a reminder, KWWJ, KYOK, KCOH, Aliento Radio, Sangeet Radio, those are our radio partners. I remember we have the Steps for Students coming up, and we've got the Ivan doing the roses to some of the workers, custodial workers. And then again, Mr. Kubosh, who is now running for city controller. you got to give him a lot of credit because, you know, getting into the arena like that and continuing to serve – at even higher levels, uh, it's, it's really an incredible, incredible thing because it's a lot of work, uh, and sometimes it can be thankless work. So, Mr. Kubosh, I want to thank you. I want to give you, the, again, the last word again. Make sure you tell us you have your fundraiser coming up, LaGriglia. You have your website, and if you want to throw in, you, you know, what are the one or two issues about the controller's office, it's all you. I believe that the controller should be. You can look be, right into the camera. I believe the controller should be present at at the council table every week according to the charter. The charter says in, in Article uh, 8, Section 3, that the, the controller uh, should be prepared weekly. And and for some reason, if I personally can't appear, I should have my deputy uh, controller there to answer questions that council has, an independent voice, because the controller answers to the people and, and not to the mayor. I, I tell the mayors, all of them I've told this, that I don't work for the mayor. I work for the people. I serve the people. The, the people gave me a voice, a vote, and a seat at the table. And if I have a voice, a vote, and a seat at the table, then the people should have a voice, a vote, and a seat at the table. Thank you very much. Welcome. Thank you very much, Houston. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia saying we'll see you next time. This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Listen to my radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 a.m. till noon on Houston's Gospel Leader, KWWJ, 1360 a.m. and streaming live on kwwj.org. Listen on the legendary KYOK, 1140 a.m. and streaming live on kyokradio.org. KCOH, 1230 a.m., The Source. On San Geek Radio, 95.1 FM, 1460 AM. And Aliento Radio, 101.7 FM and 1540 AM. Call in at 832-570-8075 and follow me on social media. See you then.